0: It was a big weekend for me. Big. Huge.
1: Really? Yes. <laughs> do do tell.
0: Major things happened this weekend. Okay. Can you guess one of the things?
1: Uh, the chickens being attacked? That was
0: going to be my second thing.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: No, I learned something this weekend.
1: Um, am I supposed to really guess this? Come on.
0: I mean, this is big news. It's taken 46 years.
1: To learn something?
0: Yes. How to do something.
1: Oh. <laughs> the
0: Rubik's Cube? That's right, baby. <laughs> I'm a cuber now. I know how to solve a cube.
1: I can't.
0: Just three by three. I haven't ventured into any of the more difficult ones yet. But I am all in.
1: I'm really, really proud of you. I'm
0: all into this, with this craze. Therese. Uh, our 10-year-old also – also. Uh, um, sorry about that, folks. That's just – that's so unprofessional. <laughs> <The> allergies.
1: <laughs> I was outside.
0: Um, Therese also learned how to do it. And so we worked with each other for the first couple of days. Laurie was away this past weekend. So Therese and I worked with each other for the first couple of days. Nothing else happened. Nobody ate. <laughs> Nobody went Great. to sleep. It was two 48 straight hours – just kidding – of uh, learning how to solve the cube. And now I've got it down. I wish I had known how simple it was like 35 years ago when I first got a Rubik's Cube.
1: Wow. So it only took you 35 years, but it's, it's now. It's now I'm a you're the, cube master. You're a cube master. Something I mean. Something like that. I'm in awe. Thank you. Of your cubing. Is that an, is that a word? Sure. Why not? Sure. I do proud. not know how to solve the Rubik's Cube because I have not learned.
0: Well, we could teach you. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. That was a big deal. I'm not going to lie, folks. That was the biggest deal. One of the that's thing that's happened to me in recent history <laughs> was learning how to do the cube. So the other thing that happened, and you hinted that you already said this, uh, when you were away again, Laurie was away this weekend. The other thing that happened was one night we forgot to close the chickens into the secure run. We need to do it fairly earlier, fairly earlier, fairly early in the evening. We forgot cause I was watching, what movie was I watching with the kids?
1: I have no I was idea. Oh, Spider Man.
0: It's one of the Spider Man movies. Far away home. far away from home. Far from home. Far from home? Is that yeah, what it is? I think far it's from far home. from home. Yeah, I big, haven't I'm seen big, it yet. I'm but a that big was Star
1: Wars, uh, well, Superman. Uh, my oh, boring. my.
0: Here we go. Redo. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: we do. No, <laughs> we don't do that. We
0: don't do that. Anyway, yeah. Spider Man, far from home, far away from home, far from reality, whatever it is, all the above. We were watching that, got distracted, ended around 1130, and then it dawned on me, didn't close the chickens in. So we, Michael, my oldest, went out to go close the chickens in and came back and said, Dad, something's not right. Some of the chickens are not in the coop. And I said, oh, no. So I got my stuff on, grabbed the BB gun. We ran out together with a couple of flashlights. And sure enough, we, a couple of them looked hurt. They were cowering. cowering. And then I found it—the
1: headless chicken.
0: The headless chicken.
1: <laughs> it's so sad.
0: Probably a weasel who um, bit off that chicken's head and sucked the blood right, out no. of it. that's
1: just this. That's just no, no. Stop it. That's disgusting. It is true, but it's still disgusting. It's farm life, and it's sad. I wasn't here. And so it was very sad, but
0: it wasn't that sad. I just took the chicken out and buried it. I feel bad for the chickens that are living and were hurt.
1: Yes, that's more sad.
0: And I'm going to catch that weasel. Okay. But we like our you chickens. Do that. We like our chickens. Hey, listen, folks. Welcome to another episode of Raising Eight.
1: A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Here we go. And chickens. And We
0: chickens. won't add that to the. List. And fish <laughs> and cats.
1: We won't add that to the title.
0: But speaking of chickens,
1: mm-hmm. segue. Segue into our topic for today. Tonight's,
0: which... tonight's today's topic is is uh, nutrition and sleep. You know, as you know, we're continuing to talk about things related to body and soul, mm-hmm. and uh, the first uh, couple, two or three weeks we'll be kind of focusing on uh, body kind of stuff. Although we'll make connections to the soul and why they're important to who we are as body soul composites. Are you okay?
1: My nose was itchy. Really? <laughs> right. Are you going to point out everything well, you keep I do? Away. Nobody can see me. So why do you need to point it out? That I stepped no, away like from the like microphone.
0: It's like play by play on uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's sports. Oh my god! No. Are bought- you okay? Oh my! She backed her nose. <laughs> she backed away.
1: Oh my word! Yes. So we're going to focus a little bit on nutrition and sleep. We're not nutrition experts or sleep experts. Quite Dis- frankly, <laughs> we haven't slept in years. But,
0: um, Disclaimer, as I we are say, not experts. We told you this already, folks. Yeah, yeah, if you listen yeah, yeah, to episode you yeah, yeah, yeah. you're zero, not listening to us because we're, we're not, experts. Yes. That's
1: just the reality. We're just hopefully bringing a smile to your face and maybe, maybe passing along a glimmer of what not to do or what to do <laughs> based on our failures. So, but we're, I mean, the nutrition piece, We've – I've always – I grew up in a family who was very focused on nutrition. My mother really ate very healthy. What are you um, saying about my family? No, no. I'm not – I didn't grow up oh, in your family. So I'm not uh, going to speak to growing up I thought to you were taking a shot in your, at your mother-in-law. I would never, ever, ever do that. She knows I love her. But I can only speak to my own experience. And so I was saying that I've always been, um, you know, health conscious. Not that I'm, uh, you know – don't eat this ever type of person. Um, But we do believe as Catholics, and this is part of our body and soul whole thing here, why we're even focusing on it, because what we do in the body affects the soul. We need to take care of our bodies. And that's really important. And it's important as parents, as Catholic parents, and as parents in general, that we can model that for our kids and teach them how to care for their body properly because it does matter what we do feed ourselves.
0: Because you are what you eat. You,
1: you are what you eat. And it's true. Your health does take a turn depending on how you feed yourself. And so, I
0: know that food is important to you. Nutrition is important to you. Because since we've been married, oh I've gained like 30 pounds. Here we
1: go. That's not true.
0: Okay, maybe 20 something.
1: Okay. 20 and change. Fine. Yeah. So I fed you. you. You were too skinny when I met you. I needed to fatten you up.
0: I used to have a high metabolism.
1: Well, you are old. Well. Not that old. Moving on. So, and then sleep piece, you We're, know. You're already moving on to sleep. No, t- I'm wait, just You want yeah, this to be a three the minute overview. podcast episode? It was the oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. And then the sleep, we don't get it. Yep. So, we'll talk about That's that. It. There it is. So, there it is, though.
0: The sleep portion of this <laughs> episode is going to be. It's
1: really short. Sure. Like how much I sleep. Each no, no, no. We will talk. So, I mean.
0: So, I mean, I think we can talk about nutrition in a couple of ways. Yeah. You've hinted at the first piece, like really thinking about. It's important for us. We and hopefully we all know this. I don't think again we're not the first ones to say this, but we want to do this in the context of a family with lots of children. How do we make sure that we're eating healthy, but we also don't want to make food not fun, and we we're not trying to take the fun out of food?
1: Because food is fun. Food is fun, mm-hmm.
0: and and I'm married to a, a Greek Italian woman, and so food is important
1: mm-hmm.
0: to that to. Um, uh, Italians and Greeks, uh, food is not important to French Canadians.
1: That's not fair for you to lump all French Canadians into your mentality. I know French Canadians that actually enjoy food.
0: I enjoy you're food. you're not one of them. No, I enjoy food.
1: It's <laughs> because you don't think it's important. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's a necessity. Look, it's not but as important to you
1: as it is to me. And eating is more – it's not for utility as much – as it's also for enjoying and being together and spending family time. And just a quick, you know, growing up for me, eating at the dinner table with my parents was – it was a really important part of our day. And we – I mean,
0: I think I think for most folks, I, I, again, can't speak for everybody, but same was true for us. Dad came home at a certain time each night. We ate dinner together, and we talked, and we laughed, and yep. we, got, we got angry, <laughs> but it was the family was together. it was, was quality
1: together. time yeah. around a table, and obviously um, our Catholic faith models that. Mm-hmm. We gather around a table. That's what that's what the Eucharist is. It's a meal. It's a meal together, and that's what Jesus did, and he modeled that for us, and that's important for us to bring that into our domestic church to be able to have those meals not every meal it's not practical to have every meal together i don't have every meal together with the kids during the day but that dinner time at least a few times during the week cuz sometimes we're heading in different directions but at least a few times during the week that we make sure we're sitting down at the dinner table together and that's really important
0: and of course the you know when we when i didn't have a long commute of course i haven't had one a long commute for the last 4 months because of the pandemic which has been nice and we've talked about that already but um, when our first eight years of marriage, I never really had a long commute, and so having dinner together, most nights was a normal thing for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was, and it was only really when we moved, uh, here to the Taunton area and southern. Massachusetts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where really. the long commute kind of that has an impact, and I, and I think that experience is 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 very. A lot of people have that experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because of traffic
0: and because of busyness, and, and so, because you can't
1: wait till eight o'clock to feed two and right. three year olds, right. or you know, you just they just don't operate on that same schedule. So we've had to make changes over the years
0: and i think the the one thing that i've had i had i would try to do is i get home at least and we talked about exercise a lot of times i come home i I work out right away but i try not to do that every night of the week and so when that was our normal schedule sometimes you just have to and i knew this. sometimes you have to sit down as a family and eat that dinner together Mm because it is an important thing to do as a family
1: yep agreed and so Get just to get on to nutrition. One more thing. Go ahead, one more thing. One more thing. Go ahead, you'd In me. the
0: Archdiocese of Boston, right now we're celebrating the year of the Eucharist. Yes. And when Cardinal Sean announced the year of the Eucharist, he talked about his experience of growing up as a child and having dinner together every night. Um, and, and one of the things he said, he and he hopes that something not just... He wants Catholics to fall in love with Jesus in the Eucharist and understand the real presence and 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 receive him more and more and more and spend time in adoration. These are all things we all should be striving for. But one of the goals of the year of the Eucharist, in light of that, he was hoping would happen, would be that families recapture uh that that beautiful encounter and moment, the encounter with each other, because he really for him, he also encountered the grace of God in those moments. Mm. It was very important to his. His journey of faith; those moments as a family. So I think, keep that in mind, folks. And, and listen again, we're not we're not perfect at this, at this ourselves, but we do think about this stuff. There's an intentionality of this of you got to make this kind of stuff happen.
1: Yeah, okay. doesn't happen. It Doesn't and happen. Every naturally. single day of the
0: week, you got to work at it.
1: Yeah, because just because of schedules and work, it doesn't happen naturally. It's it's kind of it has to be intentional. And um, so about eating in general. I mean, we've you know we been through all sorts of things with food, I don't know, focusing on trying to eat more um, this or that or whatever over the years. But with the kids, I think I've always taken the approach because I'm the one who does most of the cooking in the house. I've always taken the approach. Why are you making that face? You get, <laughs> you want to say, oh, no, I cook. I yeah, there, great, here he goes. Go I ahead. Get,
0: I make a great chicken palm.
1: Okay. It's the one meal that he, he – Kills it. I mean, he's the best chicken parm. We'll, t- we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll t-
0: and we'll, but we'll talk about dads helping out if they, yeah. don't, if they don't already.
1: Yep. And some dads are the primary cooks of the family. Right. I mean, and I grew up, I was blessed to have two chefs in the family because my dad owns a restaurant. And so he was, he's a short order chef. So he, you know, cooks the best breakfast. If you're can ever have. in the
0: Warwick, Warwick, yep. Warwick Rhode Island, Warwick, Warwick, Warwick. near the
1: airport.
0: Near the airport. <laughs>
1: You're such a Rhode Islander. In Warwick. Warwick. Uh, if you're ever in Warwick up near the airport. Nick and
0: Jones place.
1: Yep, because and, that's my parents. In
0: order a Levine Deluxe,
1: and that's his. That's Michael's omelet. See, I have a Lori special that's been there since I was eight. So clearly, it's it clearly
0: it's was tried, for, tried it's tested. For an, it's for an eight year old. Clearly, <laughs> that's
1: not, it's not. It's a very. Pop- it's, it's more popular than the Levine Deluxe. Let's just say that.
0: If you want a real breakfast,
1: no. If you want to never eat again after you eat that because you're so full because it has every meat and every vegetable. It's it's really, really good, but Nick he calls it the heart attack.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's a, the nickname. Nick and Jones Place, Warwick, Rhode Island. Check them out. Tell them that Raising 8 sent you. That'd be awesome. They won't
1: even know what that is if you tell them that. They might. You just do dad. That.
0: Your dad won't. <laughs> he won't know
1: what that is. Love you, dad. Yep. So I did grow up with two two cooks, but my mom did the majority of the cooking. But I do the majority of the cooking. And I've tried to just teach the kids about balancing a plate that you need to have vegetables at every meal. On their head? Yes, I can balance a plate on my head, but they don't do that. But yes, and making sure you have a protein source, a vegetable, uh, starches. I teach them about what's on their plates so that they know. And... You know, like a typical lunch in our house. Is there
0: sugar and maple syrup?
1: (laughs) Okay, Elf. (laughs) Sugar. Is there sugar and syrup? Then
0: Then yes. yes.
1: (laughs) Candy, candy corn, candy canes. No. So we – yes, that's a reference to the movie Elf, just in case you guys have never seen it. It's a really good Christmas movie. It's really funny. Okay. So um, balancing the plate. So just teaching them about what's – What's good? Like you need to have, you need to have fruit. You need to have vegetables. Uh, We don't drink soda in our house. That's just too much sugar. We do like sugar. By the way, one of the best things
0: that, not that I was, I wasn't a big soda drinker, but it was like, we drink soda. You drink soda. I had, and one of the things that Lori and I did really right from the beginning, basically of our marriage was we're going to, we're going to cut soda soda out of our diet. And it was one of the best things I ever did.
1: I didn't drink soda, but you did. But I helped you cut it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I wasn't a, I wasn't an addict, but
1: but again, we cut it out because the, 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 folks the just content look of it. sugar <laughs> is just so high, and sugar has been proven over and over again that it has zero nutritional value at all. It it's delicious, and we do allow our kids to eat it. I do know families throughout the years I've met literally spoon who full,
0: don't- <laughs> Spoons full of sugar. That's just babies. Yeah. All eat right, it.
1: Mary Poppins. They stick
0: their head so in a sugar trough. And- no,
1: they do not. But we do at the same time enjoy a nice dessert as a treat here and there and let them have a piece of candy or let them have ice cream. So we balance it out, but it's not at every meal and it's not every single day. And they understand that sugar isn't really good for you, but it's but it's it's delicious. So we awesome. have it. Yeah, it's awesome. So we have it. So, the, but it's just about, I think like anything else, like our faith, we teach the kids the why and not just the what and so this is what we do this is yeah, what we like. want them to be we healthy we want them to understand we want them to make good choices advice. when they're old enough to make choices about food that they can make good choices and so one of the things for just a practical thing you know having eight kids and lunchtime because people people <laughs> will often ask me like what do you do for meals how do you feed that it's in Enormous Same. amount of children and people. It's not really insane, but early on we're
0: gonna we're gonna auction off uh, shopping trips with Michael and Laurie, and you just come to us. But we're not gonna buy you anything, by the way. You just come with us and watch, watch a trip to the BJ's Mayhem
1: and see the Hannah- how Hannah much Ford. how much money it costs, and then you can feel better about your right. life when you go home. <laughs> and you
0: can- and that, by the way, that price—that's when I think back. Obviously, things have changed greatly in, yes. in sixteen years, but it's funny to think about. Not that long ago, our shopping trips weren't that expensive. Like, they, no. they, they, we had to buy a lot of food, but it was Nothing different. Nothing like, like, like now, multiple and, teenagers and folks with with teenagers and growing kids. You guys know this. Doesn't matter how many kids you have, yep. The grocery bill goes up exponentially, and it's it is mind boggling. It is. I could buy a boat.
1: If you didn't have to feed all your children. Yeah, okay. Um, really? Are we Are going to do that? I could do this if I didn't I, have all these kids. I, no, this is a great podcast. I could fly gonna, to the moon. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to promote family life, but if you didn't have them, think about all the things you could do. Now listen,
0: it's it's worth every penny. Of course Taking is. care of our kids, allowing them to eat well. It's an important thing for us to spend that money on. Nutrition, to take care of them. to yes. make sure they eat And it's well. our responsibility. It it's
1: our responsibility. Just like it's our responsibility to feed their soul, it's our responsibility to feed their body and feed their body well. And also to be able to train them how to make good choices food wise. But I did wanna say because about lunch, because right, people will ask me it's kidding, okay, get me off track like a hundred times. Um, that people will ask me a lot. So we started early on doing something the kids call snacky lunch. And I know a lot of families that also do the same thing. And, the kids will come up with it on their own. And when you think, oh, snacks for lunch, you think of all unhealthy things. But they, the kids know.
0: Twizzlers.
1: <laughs> kids,
0: M&Ms. No.
1: Yep. No? Yep. No. Um, the kids know they have to have a veggie. There's usually like hummus or some ranch dressing or something <laughs> My with father it. hates hummus. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, he's, he's grown on him though, actually. The last time I saw him, I think he actually said he there was a kind of hummus that he tried and he liked and I almost fell over. I was like, no way. Um, and so a fruit – usually cheese and crackers or some kind of protein like lunch meat rolled up or something like that and they but they put it together themselves because over the years i i would do those kinds of lunch for them and then train them early on to do it themselves a for the fact that it saves me having to do it and there's usually a hundred other things i'm trying to do and also for the training for them to figure out how to feed themselves That's really important. So even Timmy, who's three, he'll say, Mom, I'm hungry. And I'll say, well, it's lunchtime. So he'll say, oh, can I do snacky lunch? And he literally will go. I'll say, "Okay, go get it ready. And he takes the crackers out. He takes the cheese. He finds carrots or he finds veggies. And he does. He'll take out the stuff. Nuts. There's usually nuts. I mean, really now,
0: all the kids can do snacky lunch which is yeah, kind of cool they can all do their yeah.
1: snacky lunch and i know that they're getting a balance and they'll sometimes ask me like can we have chips with our snacky lunch And i'll say yeah you can have some chips with your snacky lunch and you know there are things that they'll ask me to sub in can we do raisins okay yeah you can do raisins but they usually ask if it's something out of the ordinary but that's a typical lunch here
0: because yeah, the, the kids basically do uh first breakfast Second breakfast, <laughs> snack, snacky they, they, lunch. They are, they are hobbits. Snack one in the afternoon. Snack two in the afternoon. Just,
1: this is not accurate. Dinner, information, folks, not snack. Not accurate.
0: They go to sleep. They wake up
1: and they in the middle of the, the night. Snack. It. No, they do. They do cereal in the morning on their own. I actually bought some cereal dispensers, which are awesome. They like crank, and the cereal comes out in a bowl in the bottom. You know
0: what's more awesome? <sighs> what? Laurie was away this past weekend, as we've already acknowledged and mm. talked about. Yes, yeah,
1: say it one more time.
0: And I bought the kids <laughs> Captain Crunch cereal, which was funny because Michael, my oldest, mentioned Captain. Hey, you, you want to get us Captain Crunch cereal? Ha ha ha! And I came back from the store with Captain Crunch because <laughs> they know
1: mommy won't buy Captain Crunch cereal. A, I read all the ingredients. I see the preservatives. Oh, there's disodium EDTA. Oh, there's blah 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 blah. Nope, we're not buying it. And daddy will, daddy daddy will be so proud. He posts it to Facebook. It's
0: just, again, it's a once in a while thing. <laughs>
1: exactly. And again, that's that's good. Once in a while, if they were eating that every day, it wouldn't be healthy for them. They right. wouldn't have energy. They wouldn't have sustained energy. So what kind of say we usually stick with Cheerios for the most part, and sometimes some other. You know, whatever life or kicks or things like that that are a little bit on the lower sugar side. Sometimes Some that's of first are. breakfast. Yeah, and then when I come down the stairs because they've eaten at six thirty in the morning, they'll want to eat again. So I always point them to fruit. It's always fruit. Or You so, do
0: oatmeal sometimes. Or- well,
1: if I do if I do a second breakfast, like a second big breakfast, I'll make them eggs or something like that. But most of the time, if they're just if it's heading towards lunchtime and they're hungry, I say get a piece of fruit because I always make sure there's tons of fruit in the house, clementines, things they can do themselves. The older kids all know how to cut apples in half and take out the core and all that stuff. So they'll, they eat a lot of apples and clementines. So that's kind of a breakfast, lunch, our yeah, overview. I, I, yeah, I think I
0: would just, I think the only editorial here for just folks. I mean, this is, there's plenty of science on this. You know, choose what, think about what you're eating and think about what you're giving your kids to eat because it has an impact on everything. Their, their behavior, energy, their, their energy, growth, their
1: behavior, uh,
0: their studies, all of it is impacted by, by oh, yeah. nutrition.
1: I mean... And
0: so think that out and that can be tough because sometimes if we have bad habits, whether we've brought it into our family life or we've developed it over the years in family life, that can become a problem, right? Because we might, we're, we're, we might, we ourselves might struggle with that and I think there's we talked about this with exercise. There's the thing. of We talk these things out. We get on the same page. Um, there are times where I, I kind of – Lori, I'm going to make a, something healthy. And I just roll <laughs> I my want, eyes. I want pizza. And I want pizza. Fine. Order makes yourself feel some like pizza. Junk, which makes me feel like junk after because yeah. I eat four slices or whatever. Um, and so – but, you know, we do have pizza once in a while. But I think get on the same page, we talk that through, and remember in a that –
1: Pizza is kind yeah, of pub, a,
0: about once a week. I, I usually yeah. get
1: a frozen. I usually. Try I don't think I frozen, eat as much as I used
0: to, though. Like uncured
1: pepperoni, like Newman's Own or something like that. Yeah,
0: spinach, which I actually like. The spinach kids and actually. Feta.
1: Some of the kids love the yeah, spinach, spinach and spinach feta. And and they're like, "Can I have your pizza?"
0: <laughs> so I think that's you know just getting on the same page. Yeah, the second thing I want to say about nutrition, then we'll move on to sleep. Um, Wake up. Oh, sorry. um is dads. I think it's important because uh, of my schedule. It's impossible for me to cook a lot of meals, and I probably should do more than I do. So like I do enjoy when Lori does go away and it doesn't happen often. But, like she went away this weekend. I actually enjoyed that because I stepped up and we did. I did pancakes. I grilled a few times. Like, I, we did meals. The kids helped me, but we did. I did meals, and it's important that that happens. And so my go to famous dish is a chicken parmesan dish. Which I'm, by the way, very good at.
1: It's a go-to once a year. Once um, more, a year. Than no, more than that. No, it really isn't. At least
0: twice a year I do it. Yeah, you're, you're misremembering that.
1: I don't think I'm misremembering it. Yeah, at
0: least twice a year. I also know oh, how okay. to grill a great turkey on Thanksgiving. Yes. And a great mushroom stuffing. Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. And every point is,
0: and I can grill. And, and every I can Valentine's
1: do. Day, you're selling yourself short. Every Valentine's Day, you were kind of Day, selling me short. No, on your, on how many times you cook chicken parmesan? I'm just being realistic. You don't cook it many times a year. I didn't say many. Times. It's like once a year.
0: I didn't say many times. Once a Look year. Look at the extreme you're going you to. Never <laughs> to many you, times. You never cook so chicken folks, parmesan. So, folks, you know when have the you truth ever is cooked in the it. middle of somewhere. <laughs> So <laughs> on, ridiculous.
1: On Valentine's Day every year, you started that tradition a long time ago that you cook for me on Valentine's Day. Actually, you started it when we had kids, which was pretty much a year after we got married. <laughs> and we couldn't go out anymore because you can't really get babysitting on Valentine's Day. So you decided to start cooking for me. And it's become a really, really nice tradition because he looks up these recipes. So like I cook by just throwing whatever I want in and not following measurements because I'm Italian. That's what we do and Greeks too. And Michael likes to cook by following a recipe to the tea. And so he'll find these gourmet recipes and follow it to the tea. And I'll be like, this is amazing. It's like Master <laughs> Chef. Yeah, just like it. Just like the Master point, Chef. Because I think Master <laughs> Chef, they actually follow recipes. That's right. The they point, pull up a recipe on their phone and they the follow point, it. It's not Master Chef.
0: The point is, I think it's important that my kids see that I do know how to cook. I yes. Can cook. Exactly. I can make pancakes, I can do eggs, I can. Do a snacky lunch. <laughs> you can do
1: a snacky Wow, so for the three-year-olds. After, you there was oh, a... <laughs> honey. You're really getting so <laughs> yes, good. Baby. You can cut cheese. When we were – Weird. <laughs> weird phrasing. When
0: we were in Maine, uh, Laurie, uh, there was a, about a six-month stretch where you're working full-time as well as me. And yeah. so I rearranged my schedule where I would work uh, four longer days and, and then to try to balance out. So I was – there was a one full day a week at least that Laura could go into the office, and um, and because of that, I was down to cook. Remember that I was yeah, I would cook it right. once a week for a six month span. I was so happy that ended, <laughs> but actually I really enjoyed that because it, again because I like to research recipes and I would look in the but freezer in the fridge.
1: Ironically, ironically. <laughs> See, I, for yeah. years following. No, no, no. Still, no, no, today. For years following and to this day, if you say to the kids. <laughs>
0: no, it's just, but it's Michael, no, Mariana, no. and John Paul. That's Shh, it.
1: Quiet. If you say to the kids, what's your favorite meal? Gee. What do they mention? Do you think is it one of the millions of recipes I've cooked for them over the years, or one of the handful of things you've cooked for them Ooh. in their lifetime? Again, over
0: exaggerating your number yep, of I millions, am. you have not cooked a million. Well,
1: meals. I, it sounds and good. And
0: then, and then you just know a I'm handful. an over. You I've cooked, married it over
1: exaggerator, and you know it. You said yes. You you proposed to me. Reeks yes. aren't
0: over exaggeration. Don't
1: you dare. Don't you dare talk about the Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going to get really nasty.
0: I love a you Greeks.
1: You love a you Greeks? You sound Greek. I love, Greek. A, I love a you Greeks. <laughs> you love you Greeks. Eh? So basically, um, yes, as frustrating as that is to me, I'm glad that they can say that they love things that you've cooked for them.
0: And I know how to cook. And I think Even it's Even though they love it
1: better than the things I'm cooking.
0: <laughs> Which is ridiculous, ridiculous. of course, because I love your food. Uh, but it's important, I think, to see that dad can also cook mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you dads, maybe that's not your thing or hasn't been.
1: It wasn't your thing, but you did it. And you. Could be. Well,
0: I did live on my own for years. And I did. Yeah, I cook saw once, your fridge. But I cooked. I did cook. No, so there was no You fridge. didn't know me for you the entire time. Didn't. You didn't. I did cook.
1: Okay. Point
0: being, dads, if you don't, try to step up find something follow a
1: recipe
0: follow a recipe make grilling your thing all summer long i know some some uh guys who that's their thing they grill they try to grill year round if they can get away with it I like and that's their grinding. cooking so make that part of your uh, your deal i think it's important for your kids to see that both mom and dad can cook even if one of them is doing most of it, it doesn't matter to see that balance that it's important to know how to cook
1: it is. Yep. And I've, we've said that to our boys, like, especially because our girls just naturally have wanted to be in the kitchen. Mariana's a really good baker. Therese loves to be baking, cooking too. Um, and I'll sometimes just say to Michael, the oldest, you know, hey, you're making dinner tonight. And he'll be like, I am. And I'll say, yep, yeah, you're making dinner. There's chicken here. There's da 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 There's whatever. And he's made, he made one time, he made a Triscuit. Uh, it was on the back of a Triscuit oh, yeah. box. He found this Triscuit, Triscuit, uh like crushed trisket, coated that a, chicken.
0: That was my favorite meal I've ever had. We've been married.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 because it was your son that made it, and <laughs> and he, but he followed the rest. He looked, he said, "Mom, this looks so good. Can I try to make this?" And this was years ago, and I said, uh, "Yeah, go for it." I'll no, it was it was like at least four years ago, five years ago. But anyways, point being is that I want to encourage all of our kids to be able to do that. So that's nutrition in, speaking of things, in a nutshell. Speaking of things we want to encourage
0: <laughs> our kids to do, especially our sleep. youngest kids.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Sleep. And obviously, again, sleep. I'll sleep when
1: I'm dead. That's what i say. I'll sleep when I'm dead. My in- mother used to say it. I say it. Yes. I will sleep when I'm dead. My body will rest for all of eternity until it's resurrected again.
0: Sleep is a bond. And, yes. and part of taking care of our bodies is to make sure we all get a proper amount of of sleep and to help our kids develop good habits of sleep, and so Lori and I have different ranges of sleep we shoot for each night. So we'll start with the two of us real quick and then kind of work our way to the kids. So I need I need a solid seven hours. If I get seven hours, so six to eight is my range. If I get six straight hours, like real real sleep, I can I can more than function the next day. But man, if I can get seven, I'm a rock star the next day. Hmm. So for me, it's a it's a six to Range for me, for me,
1: and I'm more of an eight to ten.
0: I mean, sometimes it might be like <laughs> nine, be nine to fifteen.
1: <laughs> Look, that's ideal, but that's not reality. I just,
0: I just figured that I'm, I'm awake. I... I'm living life longer than you are. Like you <laughs> yeah, live yeah, left, yeah, yeah
1: You've
0: been asleep more than you've been awake.
1: Well, maybe no, you can do the math sad. of that. That's possible. I did sleep a ton when I was a kid. I was always a sleeper from when I was a baby. Yes, my I, mother tells me it makes sense because I really like sleeping. You and do. so my sweet spot is nine hours. I am, I am If I get nine hours of sleep, I'm good. Now, that's been really hard over 15 years. When you sleep years. that long, it's
0: just two hours less of me being able to be in your presence. Oh, that
1: that's- was you're shaking your head like I'm good? supposed to say yes good job nice that, that nice. was beautiful yeah really really beautiful <laughs> did you think about that earlier
0: <laughs> no I just, no, I just thought wow about it
1: look at you pulling compliments that's off right. the cuff what a guy guys
0: you can use that one free of charge
1: yeah yeah sure so yes has it yes. been ha- yes I, I need more sleep than you that's just how and, my body and how have has I been that able gone to do that? how has yeah. that gone since I mean yeah.
0: it's, it. let's let's talk about the
1: the early we really years, have kind of
0: like two major stages here, we right? Do. It's like the first nine ten years of marriage. So yeah, that means we have having- kids nine years and younger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um actually maybe there's three stages. The first two kids than every other kid.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then now that's <laughs> our kid, really what it is, our right? it's, first it's two three kids. Stages. Our
1: first two kids slept through the night at three months old oh my, and it. were fantastic L- listen, sleepers. Listen,
0: folks. Fantastic sleepers. Let me tell you what my life used to be. And like.
1: I nursed all <laughs> eight of our children. So they when they started sleeping through the night, like that was me not having to wake up three times and nurse them in the middle no, of the
0: night. No, they, they would. They would
1: literally be solid and sleeping. The thing
0: is, we put them to bed between six and six thirty.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and we'd be, we be in bed
1: by nine. Seven. seven those 30. days. Those days. I,
0: I was reminiscing. I was like, man, I used to – this was like a few months ago. And I, I, I was saying to Laurie, I used to read so many books each year. I love to read. And I just got in this funk where I, I just wasn't – I do
1: not like to read.
0: <laughs> I wasn't reading. A, a lot, a lot, like I was reading, but not as much. as I. And I was like, what, what was different? And it hit me when Michael and Mariana were our – to all this, and and John Paul was tougher, but but he would we could make it happen. We the kids would all be sleeping by six thirty. This is not a lie, folks. We'd watch our TV starting at six thirty for like two hours, literally two and a half hours. But we'd be in bed in the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. And I would read. Lori would pass out. Like we would say our <laughs> prayers, and she would pass out. I would sometimes read for like an hour and a half and still be in bed, be sleeping by ten thirty.
1: It's amazing. Those days are long gone. But they're coming back. Then we had the next. Then we had the next few kids who <laughs> did not sleep for the night and chill <laughs> until after two and a half. This
0: is where I say I'm drinking some whiskey right now.
1: Yeah. And so, really, just it was tough. Tough. Really, really tough years where I just. And so he. We'd have to. The times where where Michael could like the weekends or whatever let me sleep in in the morning. He would let me sleep in because. I was trashed. I just couldn't, I, without a lot of sleep, you know, in general. And then when your body is the type of body that does require more sleep, because that is, has always been how I was since I was a baby. Um, that, it's really, really hard, and you start hallucinating. And I mean, all you moms out there who have nursed babies throughout nights and gone through days and days where you feel like you've slept maybe an hour and a half stretch at a time or two hours at a time, and you start to get delusional after a while, and it's really hard. So we would do things for each other. Like he'd come from from work or something, and say, "Why don't you go lay down?" And even though there's a hundred things that have to happen, I'd say okay and I'd go lay down even if it was one hour I got to lay down we tried to help each other catch up on sleep anytime that we possibly could because we knew for our sanity and for the sake of our children we have to sleep and it's very hard
0: and again one things one of the blessings in our marriage is I can I can thrive on less sleep so that that does help like I don't I, again six hours I can more than do anything under that so that's becoming a mess I can do it, and so that helped because I would make sure I push myself, especially through some of the tougher nights. There, there. I remember this one night in particular. You were having a really tough go of it, and I think that was with Julia. And you just it was constant. And I remember like it was one night, and you would it was a work night, and usually you would just let me sleep. He has to go to work in the morning. I'm gonna, and I remember this one night because I knew you were having a bad day, and I just I made sure I had this one little moment. Of I saw the hair in Julia. And I go. Uh, and it was like. I don't know. Two o'clock. It was some stupid time. And it hit me like. Here's a little way. Right now. That I can sacrifice. For, for Laurie. And let her sleep a little bit. More. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. Because. And we would have bottles. And stuff like that. So I got. Some uh, some milk out of the freezer. And warmed it up. And I stayed up for an hour and a half. Whatever. Taking care of Julia at that time. So. That's an important thing, right? And this is that we talked about this with exercise. We talked about this with nutrition. Boy, folks, this is important, especially when you have babies in the house and young kids in the house. You got to be a team on this mm-hmm. because we Can't know be all on it's not fun. No,
1: nope.
0: when kids are sick, when kids are, and that's a whole other episode. I guess
1: teething and blah blah it's, blah it's it's not goes fun. On, it's on and on and on. And and some kids difficult. just don't sleep. Some kids just don't sleep. Yeah, and we've had our a share of all of it. Yep.
0: And so I think it's figuring out how to recognize both people need sleep, and you got to mm-hmm. find. And then we had, and I had to be understand that Laurie needs more sleep than me. That's a fact. It's not like
1: yep. He used so to make fun of me. And I still do, and he still does. Bye. But I know,
0: but I know it's true. And so we've got to we got to figure that out. And so there's more than a few more mornings where I just get up, and if kids are causing trouble, I just get up. And again, if I get to. Sleep, just enough sleep. I don't mind getting up early in the morning and just making sure that I keep the kids at day as best I can from waking up Laurie. So so first and foremost, you two, the, the couple, needs make sure you're getting your sleep. Have a game plan. How are you going to support each other on that? If you know that somebody's sacrificing some sleep, make sure you help them catch up on some sleep. Mm-hmm. So figure that out. Tag team that. I think we've done a good job of that over the years. Where we we're still alive,
1: so we've, we've clearly survived. It. <laughs> we're,
0: we're, so <laughs> we're
1: sleep deprived. We're always are no. So
0: let's spend because I, I, I don't want this. To, to I don't want to run. I know we're trying to tackle two topics in one episode, but let's let's just spend a little time. Let's, let's talk a little bit about our strategy, uh, and yeah, we can talk about some past stuff. But what's our strategy for sleep time? Helping our kids get to sleep, develop a good habit of sleep, despite the many different personalities we have.
1: Well, I think. Over the years, of course, things have changed so much because there's always different stages. So, but when the kids were really little, there was always a routine. So, and sometimes the routine, I'm not the best to stick with routines because we were pretty
0: good, actually. I gotta be honest, we were pretty good up up through the two girls. I think Timmy's probably had the least – his routine's different. His routine has and been And it doesn't different. really include us. And he,
1: and he doesn't include us because he Michael, has yeah. – Yep, he's really gravitated towards his older brother and his oldest brother. And, and it's just this beautiful bond that they have together. And so Michael has been putting him to bed since he wasn't nursing anymore, basically. I would nurse him to sleep when he was little. And then when he got old enough and he wasn't nursing after a year – Michael started being his bedtime buddy. So he putting him to bed, sing he sings him songs, he prays with him, he reads him books. I I'll hear them in there, and I'm just my heart like melts. It's just the sweetest thing.
0: And you know what's beautiful about it? Those three things are basically what we did for all of our other kids. Yeah, the exactly. Which we us did for them. Yep. Reading Read books, a book, singing pray songs, together, praying together. Sing
1: songs. We always had, I mean, a go-to Mary and him. I always sang Hail Mary was always, you know, I would sing it to all the little ones. Until these last three little ones, they hate when I sing. I know. I used
0: to, same thing when I sing the Hail Mary. I, think, Hail Mary,
1: no. I don't know what it is. They're like our no. they're evil oh. children, apparently. <sighs> <laughs> they just Whatever it is, for some reason they—I don't is, know if it's that is isn't weird. It so weird. You're the
0: first two kids to really know that I don't know how to sing.
1: They figured it <laughs> out. Figured it, figured out. it they figured out, and they don't out. want you singing to them. But I mean, I've always sang because I—I am a singer. I love love to sing, so I've always sang to them at bedtime, and I, it's one thing I like to do. Yeah, you love singing of them.
0: to them. I used to sing Christmas. We sing Christmas carols like. I, I always had a go-to song for each of the kids, yeah, and love reading and stuff like that. But the, these last three, well, Timmy, Timmy's got Michael, so it's funny. Timmy's got the good routine, and Kiara and Celeste are now seven-year-old and five-year-old. They're just two toughies.
1: They're tough. They really are tough.
0: The two C's. It doesn't
1: matter what we've done with them. They, their bedtime.
0: They used to be called the two the toddler Dyna- terrorists. No,
1: no, the dynamic oh, well, duo is what our friend calls them. I mean,
0: the, the shout dynamic. out to the dynamic duo. <laughs>
1: And I by like the way, tizers. lots
0: of fun, these two. Lots of fun. They are lots of fun. But they're not fun at bedtime. But
1: they are not fun at Even bedtime. Even now. Yeah, they're, they're just – They're getting still better. still difficult. T- 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 Again, some kids are just difficult at bedtime. It doesn't matter what routines you do. And
0: it's frustrating. Folks, it's we know how tough this is. This is no – There is no glory time here. Those days were like literally years one through three
1: yeah, for, for us, Laurie for and Michael us. Levine, yeah. for the Levine family. <laughs> for,
0: Ever since then, it has been a fight more well, good nights than bad, yep. but tough. And we've these two kids, have been really tough. We've
1: had kids that we have to lie there for two hours <laughs> with um, because they scream and come out of their bed. or And we've tried all many the sleep training the techniques the, that yeah. are out there. We've tried all the things that you read in the books. And, you know, some kids respond and some kids just don't. And it's just – Yeah, don't like, get
0: frustrated when you read that one blog. Oh, my words. That sounds amazing. And they say it works. Try it. Sometimes it works. Sure, try it. Yep. But And if, sometimes it's okay. it, it doesn't, doesn't matter
1: what you try. And, you know, it just – I think the important thing is we're praying with our kids before bed. They know that we're there. They know if they – you know, a lot of times you get a kid who's scared. Certain – so we've had certain kids that they're just yeah. – they're scared to be – Alone. They're not alone. They always have two or three siblings with them in a room. But for some (laughs) reason, I remind them, hey, guess what? When I was a kid, I was alone. I was alone in my room. I have other siblings, but I had a brother who was older, so he was in his own room. And then I didn't have two sisters until I was nine.
0: I was never alone.
1: (laughs) You were never alone.
0: Until I lived by myself
1: right? Because he has a twin brother. So he's always with his twin brother, but I was always alone. So I remind them of that. And it's okay. You have a guardian angel that's always with you. And we'll pray the guardian angel prayer before bed. And I think also just I know we'll get into this, but you know, about what do you pray with your kids before bed? And people will ask me that sometimes. And we started young with obviously our first ones trying to teach them the prayers that we have in our Catholic faith that's so rich with prayers. And so we started with some simple, like start with the Hail Mary, then we add on the Our Father, then we add on the Glory Be. So there's like a string of prayers that we pray in a row. And um, and then now they, they have those go-to prayers that they can rely on. So if they're scared, I always say, you know, pray, pray, here's your rosary, just pray Hail, like the little ones that don't know how to pray the full out rosary. They do, but they don't by themselves. I say, just pray a Hail Mary on each bead. Just go around and pray a Hail Mary on each bead. And that usually helps them fall asleep.
0: So the biggest thing there is, you know, we've had more, listen, I'm I, I'm guilty of this, more than a few nights where I just lose my patience and mm-hmm. it's just difficult. And and there's that balancing act of when is the kid uh, being disobedient, because it has happened, sure. versus scared or just overtired. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of find that figure. You got to. It's like Sherlock Holmes. You got to figure out what's what's this get up to because mm-hmm. sometimes it is pure. Sometimes it just
1: yeah pushing your buttons and you've got
0: to deal just with that. Put your foot down and yeah, we'll t- yeah. we'll do a whole We've thing on that. behavior discipline management and, and discipline behavior. and stuff like that. But so you got to figure that out. And then there are other times where it's just that they ask you it, and so you got to be patient. And it's frustrating because you want to go downstairs to watch a show with. We want to watch our show and and drink our whiskey, or um, uh, I don't know what I was going to say.
1: I have no idea, but you just want, (laughs) but for me, but for me. I didn't get enough sleep last
0: night. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't.
1: I I got fine. I got plenty. But for me, being with them all day long and homeschooling, I look forward to just a little bit of downtime at night that's just with you. And that I can just peacefully it, it, yeah. be able to so talk to you without kids interrupting. And of course, we have older kids, so that, they're that, not. And that's a whole different. Up, yeah, we are in a whole different phase whole, now. Until we are.
0: And to, to give credit to our older kids, sometimes again, not always with a smile on the face, they have stepped up more often than not recently, where we've been able to go on date nights now, and the kids are in right, bed and every and time to get back. So and, mm-hmm. we're in different phase, and so we're we're kind of moving out of that difficult phase and into. But there is hope. Folks, it does begin to happen. Yep. It's not that it's still not always easy for us, but overall, yeah. more times than not, it is easier. And if we're not getting enough sleep, usually it's our own fault most of the time now. Yeah, why do we stay watch up watching that movie epi- with the big kids? Of the Office, or, or we
1: or we're watching a movie with the big kids. Or I had to
0: read until all hours of the night. Um so there is hope, folks. And and so I think the biggest thing here is try to find a routine that works. Be patient, be a team together.
1: Be a team. That's really I think the most important thing because you can't do it by yourself. It's impossible. And
0: if one person's and, and find opportunities to sacrifice for each other and acknowledge that. Understand that. And when one is doing the sacrificing, you have to be honest about that and help them find some time to recoup some of that sleep. And that's just you got to talk about it, communicate about Constant that. Constant
1: communication.
0: And making sure that you're taking care of each other so that you can model that for your for your children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we talked about nutrition. We talked about sleep. We yep. talked about Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Uh, we talked about <laughs> headless chickens. Boy, folks, you get it all. This this is a monster episode. <laughs> episode four.
1: The monster was the one who ate our chicken. That was a monster. Um, so thank you for joining us for this episode four.
0: And of course, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Whether it's Spotify or Google or Apple, whatever. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star review and share it with others. And by the way, don't just don't do the five stars. Please don't, you know, we just got a, we, you know, we have to say us, We got a nice review from somebody. Yes, we did. It was it just beautiful It's some really nice review. stuff. And so, Thank you so if much you feel the that. same way as that person, please leave a review, give us five stars, and share it with others. If you don't like it, that's okay.
1: It's fine. Just move on. We're not for everyone.
0: Go find that podcast <laughs> that you like. Find it. Give them five stars.
1: Exactly. And
0: folks, Raising8 is on Twitter. Oh, uh, we'll just be honest, Laurie will never look at that Twitter feed ever. I'm not on Twitter. You don't use Twitter. I do. I'm
1: not on Twitter. I like
0: Twitter. And so we're on Twitter and and come follow us on Twitter because once we start seeing some activity there, um, we'd love to start leveraging that and using that to create some kind of interaction with you folks, whether it's getting topics or hearing how much you hate us or how much you like us. (laughs) But uh, it'll be a chance for us to kind of go back and forth and communicate. And we'll, as we start seeing more folks on there, we'll get a little more active and do some follow-up stuff for things related to The episode, the topics that we're covering in each episode. This was Raising Eight.
1: A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.